Welcome to Shore Solutions, the podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Mara Shore. I'm a partner in the medical practice management company, Yes, Shore Solutions. Who's the other host, you may ask? Easy answer. That would be my father, our founding partner, Jay Shore. Together, we now have an amazing team and clients across the country. Listen as we chat, converse, strategize, and commiserate over life in the aesthetic medical industry. It's time for you to listen, learn, and be inspired as we help you kickstart your practice because who doesn't want a little more help? Welcome to Shore Solutions, the podcast. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Shore Solutions, the podcast. I am one of your hosts here today, Mara Shore, and of course, the other host who you have listened to week after week and episode after episode with me. We are what we hope is one of your favorite father-daughter teams. So Jay Shore is here. Jay, you are, as our audience very likely knows at this point, if they are longtime listeners, you are not only the founding partner of Shore Solutions, which is one of our all-time favorite, I like to say that apparently this episode, practice management consulting companies, but you are, Gahadjay, most importantly, you no, are- No, 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 not but, and. And, and you are most importantly- Mars father. <laughs> where, and we joke now that, for any of you that have seen us at conferences and are have been, we've all been doing this together for a long, long time now, more than a decade. And the joke has become when we first started doing this together, I was Jay's daughter and people would say, oh, Jay, where's your daughter? Oh, great to meet your daughter. And that's, that was how I was known, right? Was Jay Shore's daughter. And now shall we dare to go to conferences by ourselves or shall we dare to be separated for a mere moment, Jay, when we are at the same conference? People will constantly ask you and I where the other is, and they'll say, oh, oh, yes, you're Mara Shore's father. And that's how Jay's become known now. So <laughs> That's a wonderful thing. I worked it, all my life, actually, for that to happen. It's a pretty, pretty cool turn. But in this episode, we are... We are and always are 50-50 partners at Shore Solutions, but also 50-50 partners with this glorious podcast. And today, we are going to be talking, I want to make sure we get the, the correct title here. We are going to be talking about the do's and don'ts of dealing with negative online reviews. So in today's world, more than ever before, and I say that with quite the intentional sigh because it is so, as my husband says, it makes you go harumph. Uh, it's harumph worthy of the negative online reviews and keyboard warriors, right? And people have a comment for everything. They have thoughts on everything. So let's just say we're going to assume for the sake of this conversation that somebody, they have received their negative online review. Right. And we're going to say for the sake of this conversation, we're talking about medical practices. Now, whether you are surgical or non-surgical, whether it is a med spa or you are um, you are insurance based. Right. But we're going to say you are in the medical field. Right. Our listeners, we're going to say for the sake of this conversation, you're in the medical field. The reason I say that we're going to say you have to abide by HIPAA. Right. So we're that's why we're going to say that. And we're going to assume you have already received your negative online review. So we're not talking about prevention. We're talking about this review has landed in your social media review site of either choice or pure hatred. So, Jay, 
let's, let's take it. What would you recommend and what do you recommend to our clients across the country that this is the very first thing that they need to do when they see this negative online nastiness? Well, I believe in investigating the purpose of why somebody felt the need to post a negative review. Um, we, we kind of take it very defensively when we read an online review. And the reason is because we take it personally, because they're really attacking, attacking our business. And our business is our character, and our character is us. So we do take it very personally. However, you have to be very, very careful in how you respond to negative online reviews. And there's really nothing wrong with apologizing to the writer, but be very careful how you apologize, all right? The apology really is nothing more than I'm sorry that you experienced this unfortunate outcome, that we pride ourselves in maintaining the highest levels and standards of patient confidentiality and treatment and things like that. And please contact us so that we can attempt to make it right. The number one thing you don't do. Yes, let's get into the don'ts. Yeah, you don't argue. You don't necessarily disagree. You don't call anybody out by name. Even if you know who it is that wrote it, and because many times they don't really put their real name, but let's say they do, and you realize you know who it was, maybe there was an interaction that happened, and you recall that interaction, and then it got posted, and you try to make it right. And honestly, I have no problem in asking somebody to remove the review. However, do not make it contingent upon anything so that it doesn't seem like it's any type of an extortion. There we go. Exactly. Now, we also want to, you know, want to point out, Jay, that I I know the reason, obviously, right? You and I talk about this on stage across the country, but can you clarify for all of our listeners why it is that they are not able to call somebody by name? I'm not saying a four-letter word name. That's just common courtesy, right? But I'm saying if I know that Bob or Sally or somebody else, let's make up a name, right? That they wrote the review and I know the exact incident. I know the patient. Why am I not able to include their name? Isn't that Jay? And I say this with, with mock, right? I say this intentionally. Isn't that just good customer service? Um, In positive reviews, yes. However, I don't ever believe in mentioning anybody by name or type of procedure because of the Health Insurance Portability Act, commonly known as HIPAA. Mm -hmm. And HIPAA is not a local, it's not a city, it's not a state infraction, it is a federal violation, all right? And it's protected. And you have to be very, very careful about violation of HIPAA regulatory issues because the fines can be very, very stiff It could be $5,000, $25,000 per violation. And once you post something, you might think, oh, I'll just take it down. 
it never ever goes away. It lives on forever, because first of all, you could bet that the person who is the recipient of that response is going to take a screen share. They're going to keep the receipts, Jay. They're going to keep the receipts. That I promise you. Follow the trail. And there may be certain things that you can force the social media companies to remove a post, um, basically what they call um, a violation of TOS called terms of service, a violation of terms of service that you cannot do certain things. You cannot post something against the obvious race, discrimination of ethnicity, religion, gender preference or orientation. I mean, you know the deal. There's certain things that you cannot in violation of civil rights. They're a violation of terms of service. So you must be very careful and be very generic in your response. And sometimes if you truly know who it is, I've actually recommended to some of our clients to call the patient. And people have said to me, the doctor actually has said to me, should I call or should I have my XYZ call? I say, if I were you, doctor, I would call. Because many times it may be about you. And by you showing that you care, you know, you're not posting that I'm going to call you. What you do is in in your response to people, like I said, you apologize for the experience that they encountered. Not what happened necessarily, because you don't want to admit guilt, all right? You could admit and apologize personally to the person. But remember, anything you put in writing lives on in infamy. And I would, you know, just touching again on the concept of what you put in writing, I always recommend having a a basic script slash template that you keep and you have stored in your files that you're able to, in those moments where something feels inflammatory or in those moments where you aren't quite sure what to say and you aren't, you don't want to be violating any sort of terms, violating HIPAA, terms of conditions, et cetera, but having that script, right? And just, you can keep it, it's, you know, a basic three to five sentences that you're able to basically explain what Jay just said. And that way it is as Jay, then we use one of your phrases, Jay, it's clear, concise, consistent. We know that it's not violating anything and you're able to use that to get the point across clearly. Um, so I think that is something that we, we do recommend. You're able to even have something on hand that you draft before you need it. So certainly you can add a line in or, or tweak something and adjust it, but I think that's always something good. And there are companies out there that specialize if, if it escalates too far. So that's where if it escalates to the point of clear character defamation, for instance, against the practice, if you know that a competitor is continuously posting this and it's false, these incidents never happened, things like that. Yes, we are going to take a slight break, a slight intermission, because what kind of business would we be if we didn't tell you about our own services? 
I want to take a minute and talk to you about the Converging Cascade course and all that it has to offer. We want you to be trained to acquire loyal patients and boost your revenue in your aesthetic practice. Now, with our Conversion Cascade online course, you and your team will be able to master two key things important to growing your aesthetic practice and becoming successful, acquiring patients and retaining new patients. So let's talk about a couple of things as a step-by-step sales funnel training. The course is designed specifically to help you and your team attract more patients, convert more calls to consults, convert consults to treatments and procedures, and to keep your patients coming back for more. Not only will our Conversion Cascade course help to strengthen and develop your team's phone and sales skills in order to acquire, convert, and retain loyal patients, it will serve as a valuable on onboarding training tool for every new team member that joins your practice. Yes, every new team member that joins your practice. Plus, in the course, you will receive downloadable marketing checklists, phone scripts, conversion tracking tools, and more. So sign up for the course to get started on increasing your revenue and acquiring and retaining new and existing patients. Yes. How to acquire and how to keep them coming back for more. It only takes approximately four hours to complete. You can finish it at your own pace and you'll have lifetime access. Yes. That is for the lifetime of the course and a special thank you for being our podcast listener. We'll give you 20% off. Yes. 20% off. Just enter the discount code podcast. Yes podcast to start saving now. So click on the link in our show notes to sign up for the Conversion Cascade online course and start acquiring more patients now. Circle back, right? On something that you said in the very beginning, which is get to the root of the problem. And so we've talked about what happens if you see this one post, but we've had clients that come to us and I will say it happened really, really frequently with a lot of our clients, but one in particular I'm thinking of, and it was after the the shutdown was lifted. It was an estate that had been shut down for a longer time than others. And people were just, they were stir crazy. There was a lot of just mental health struggles throughout the country. People were just, you know, as they were closed in. And so now that you let everybody loose again, people just forgot how to act with other human beings, right? They just forgot how to interact. And they were just, this one practice was receiving an incredible amount of negative online reviews. And and we finally said with one of our team members, we need to start tracking this. So one of our client success managers and I came up with a spreadsheet. This was, Jay, this was Anna and I, right? So Anna Spars is one of our amazing client success managers. And we came up with a spreadsheet and said, let's start tracking all of the issues that people are reporting because we need to see, is this a staffing issue? Is this something that posting a sign at the front door is going to make a a, a difference so that people aren't angry by the time that they get to the front desk and the front desk doesn't have 10 angry people a day. And so really making sure that you look at what is, what is going on? Are you getting the same complaint again and again and again about the same thing? So Jay, what have you seen with situations like that? with other practices as well and any suggestions for a swift resolution? Sometimes there's a common denominator. I don't even want to say sometimes. More often than not, there's a common denominator. And I learned that maybe fourth grade. 
when I was learning division about a common denominator. And the common denominator is usually people, our staff. Now look, there are things that are not an anomaly. Example, the complaint of every time I come to your office, I have to wait an exorbitant amount of time. I have been on both ends of that, what in the former practice that I was administrator of and was partnered with. I'm not proud to admit it, but we always had a delay and we were late. The only time we weren't late is the first appointments in the morning and the first appointments back after lunch because we give so much individualized, detailed patient customer service that you run over. Well, then why do you book so many? Well, you double book sometimes because of no-shows. The worst thing in a practice that you hate is to schedule properly and you have no-shows. Now, in the dental business, it's not as much because you don't schedule as many patients in any given 30, 45 minutes to an hour because you have you can only work on that one or two patients in that given time. But when you're working in dermatology and you're working on different things where you go in and see a patient and then you mark them and you anesthetize them locally and you go to another room and another room and then you come back, it becomes more difficult. And then if you have a more difficult problem, all right, you're late. That's one thing. Now, on the other side, I've been as a patient. That my, my, my two pet peeves, number one, are waiting in a doctor's office, and number two, not being able to find a spot in a parking lot. I thought that it was being having someone roll their eyes at you, Jay. That even goes first before anything else is my pet peeve. That's suicidal. That's not a pet peeve. All right. Anyway, um, so you have to get to the root of the problem of what happens. Is it a poor treatment? Did you get a burn? Did you get a droopy eye from a neuromodulator? Did you get a non-response from a, a neuromodulator? I spent a thousand dollars. I don't see a difference. I'm going through a divorce. I didn't find a husband or a wife because whatever you're doing is not working. Um, that it always seems that every time I come to the dermatologist, you're always cutting something off in an area that I can't see. I'm giving you real life complaints, all right? So what we have to do, like Mara said, is have some generic scripted things. Now, if you get um, a review, it's so egregious. Many times you may not have known the incident really happened. All right, because the last person that a patient's going to argue or fight with is the doctor. They're going to argue and fight with everybody else. But when it comes time to see the doctor, and for all of those of you that are out there that are not the doctor, you're laughing saying, yeah, why is that? And all of you that are doctors that are watching and are listening to this are saying, patients don't really argue with me. All right. So when you're going to respond to it, first of all, make sure it's a timely response, all right? And make sure that you don't call the patient out and you are not defensive in nature. What you're going to get 
is understand something. The person that is making that negative review is probably an argumentative person. Probably, not all the time. Because my type of a personality, although I am an A-type personality, I would choose not to do business with somebody before I will leave a negative review. I leave positive reviews right. because I appreciate the service. I appreciate the product. And I know how hard you work to make me happy. Me, every other customer, every other client, every other patient. But a negative review, it's like I won't make a negative review with an Uber driver, a food delivery service. First of all, you know where I live. Folks, this is a crazy world. And you may not take offense to some of the things that people will do, but they will. So I always want you to think about that. Respond to it. Respond to it politely. Do not ever call them out because what they're looking for is then an argument that will never end. And you don't want that. Thank you so much, Jay. This is, and as always, sharing your wisdom is what people are here for, right? This is why people come to Shore Solutions, the podcast. So with that, I don't have anything else that I want to add. Jay, is there anything else as we are wrapping up another episode that you want to add about the do's and don'ts of dealing with a negative online review? Or do you think you pretty much captured? Leave a good review for people that give you great service. Be careful about the negative reviews that you post. Sometimes it's informational. I think it's sometimes it's better to physically call a location and share that one-on-one in a very polite manner. You cannot please everybody all of the time. Now, let me give you an old famous line. For those who don't understand no explanation will do. For those who do understand, no explanation is necessary. And with that, I bid you a thank you for attending our podcast. Well, thank you, Jay. And keep in mind that everybody, we are we are here. Uh, we are here to provide great service and we always welcome a positive review. So keep on listening and you will get instructions on how to leave a positive review. Thank you so much for joining us here at Shore Solutions, the podcast. So acquiring, converting, and retaining new loyal patients is easier than you think. It requires you mastering the sales funnel in your aesthetic practice. How is it that easy, you ask? Well, it's easy because we teach you step-by-step in our Conversion Cascade online course, a fun and results-driven course that you and your team can finish in less than five hours. Yes, less than five hours because we know y'all are busy. We provide you six training videos that walk you through attracting new patients, converting calls to consults, consults to treatments, and keeping your patients coming back for more. All of this while learning how to talk to your patients about additional treatments and procedures to achieve their dream results and bonus, boost your revenue and have them singing your praises to others. 
With our course, you also get tangible tools to help you succeed, such as downloadable marketing checklists, phone scripts, conversion tracking spreadsheets, and more, all of which are completely customizable and editable for you and your practice and your team. Get started and sign up for our Conversion Cascade online course today. And as a special thank you for being a podcast listener, we're giving you 10% off. Yes, 10% off. Just enter the discount code podcast. Yes, the word podcast to start saving. Click the link in our show notes to get started now, increase revenue, and acquire more patients for your practice today. 